This is the Howell Creek Radio address for Saturday, March 31st, 2012. I'm Joel Duick. received two notices in the mail on Monday straight from City Hall. One informed us that our property has violation of certain ordinances pertaining to rubbish and refuse. In particular, the thicket of bushes on the north side of the lot contains scrap wood and a large pile of cut brush that is considered potential pest habitat. I am to consider myself warned, in bold type, to remove the debris from the bushes within 10 days or face daily fines for failing to remedy a blight on the local landscape. The second notice requests me to consider serving as an election judge this fall. Probably as you listen to this, I'll be out in my backyard removing the debris from the lilacs on the north side. Most of it is just leftovers from the construction and excavation of the last three years, and I was going to want to get rid of it anyway. The yard has been calling, too. Trixie has been looking through seed catalogs and mulling over where exactly we should put in the gardens and flower beds, and I've been looking up how-tos on building a dry stack stone wall, the stone for which I haven't a clue where to procure. I received a third notice from City Hall on Wednesday. It appears the city believes I am not the one living in my home, that I am underhandedly renting it out to someone without a rental license. We live in a nice little town, but I'm starting to wonder if perhaps the city isn't staffed by a team consisting of Barney Fife and the Eye of Sauron. On the night of my birthday, shortly after dinner, got very dark. The view outside had that look to it that happens to your vision when you squint your eyes almost but not quite shut. The wind and the rain sprang up, howling and fighting like cougars. Trixie and I scuttled about battening down the hatches and setting toppled flower vases to rights. It was then that the electric lights began to falter like a gas lamp in the street with the wind in the pipe. They exhibited for a moment an unnatural brilliancy, then sank so low as to be scarcely discernible. In the blink of an eye, they burst out again to enlighten for a moment, flickered with an uncertain, staggering sort of light, and then went out altogether. We are, in one respect, eternally prepared for power outages. We need never dig in a drawer for a candle. Trixie, in whose veins runs the blood of the fairies and the liquor of April rains, seems perpetually supplied by an invisible hand with candles of various colors and scents, and soon they are hoisting their small flames about her like the flags of a fleet of little ships sailing in the darkness. I select a volunteer from among them and descend into the hold, for my own rather more mechanical specimen of flame, an MSR camping stove for which I still have a full fuel bottle. Soon we are on the porch, heating up the kettle for tea and watching the rain subside. 
We have these old predictable lines we trot out for certain occasions, handed down to us from our childhoods. The one we'd ordinarily use during a heavy cloudburst would be, good thing we're not camping. But the act of lighting our little MSR camping stove and the smell of the tea with the rain has sparked the opposite sentiment in me. It's time to go camping. A week suddenly doesn't seem long enough to spend on the north shore of Lake Superior. We still need to be careful, though. We may have seen 70 degrees Fahrenheit here already, but that doesn't mean there aren't still two inches of snow cover up in the arrowhead. A brief image flashes through my mind of hiking trails littered with premature campers who answered the call too early and withered like tomatoes in a frost. Fish's Heaven by Rupert Brooke Fish fly replete in the depth of June, dawdling away their watery noon, ponder deep wisdom, dark or clear, each secret fishy hope or fear. Fish say, they have their stream and pond, but is there anything beyond? This life cannot be all, they swear, for how unpleasant if it were. One may not doubt that somehow good shall come of water and of mud. And sure, the reverent eye must see a purpose in liquidity. We darkly know, by faith we cry, the future is not wholly dry. Mud unto mud, death eddies near. Not here the appointed end, not here, but somewhere beyond space and time is wetter water, slimier slime. And there they trust there swimmeth one who swam ere rivers were begun. Immense of fishy form and mind, Squamous, omnipotent, and kind, And under that almighty fin The littlest fish may enter in. Oh, never fly conceals a hook, Fish say in the eternal brook, But more than mundane weeds are there, And mud celestially fair. Fat caterpillars drift around, And paradisal grubs are found, Unfading moths, immortal flies, And the worm that never dies. And in that heaven of all their wish, there shall be no more land, say fish. The end. Corina Gory, where you been so long? Corina Corina Where you been so long I've been worried about you Ever since you've been gone I've got a bird that sings 
Since you 